So this morning, uh, the message is titled Joy in Trials. Now to experience joy in trials, it has more relevance in today's, for today's Christians. All of us have trials. We have trials at home, at workplace, in society, and all the more to, uh, to cap all these trials, we are experiencing new trials of persecution. Okay, we are a minority. We, we are in a society that is becoming increasingly unsupportive of Christian beliefs and values. And there are always threats to suppress us and to oppress us. And in spite of all these trials, we are still trying and we are still struggling to go ahead with our Christian discipleship and witness. Okay. A similar situation was uh, you know, hundreds of years back in the first century church in Jerusalem. Uh, we read in Acts 8 and 11, there was a severe persecution in Jerusalem and the Christians were forced to flee out of their families. Okay, they, had to, they had to flee from Jerusalem to the nearby, nearby uh, Roman provinces uh, and take shelter there. They are also, they became a minority. They had lost their families. They had lost their houses. They were displaced. And they were with, uh, in a foreign land. And they were faced oppression. And they faced uh, persecution, not only from the people with whom they stayed, but with also with fellow Jews. And in spite of that, we read in the Bible that these Christians, these new Christians, were proclaiming the gospel. In spite of all the trials and all this persecution, they were proclaiming the gospel, not just to their Jews, to their fellow Jews, but also to the uh, Greeks in those Roman provinces. Now, Christians in trial need a message that will encourage them, that will challenge them, and that will advise them. And today's message is based on a passage from what is known as the wisdom book of the New Testament, okay, the letter of James. James' a teaching on joy in trials is as relevant to us today as it was relevant to the first century Christians. So let us rise for the reading of the scripture. James chapter 1. Verses 1 to 8. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, locked not lacking in anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. The person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Father, 
we thank you for your living word we ask and pray that the holy spirit will open my mouth and will open the eyes of your servants to see your love and your faithfulness in all our trials as we meditate on this passage we ask these things in jesus precious name amen please be seated so we will approach uh, this passage on under three headings okay the first heading is the christian perspective on trials the second is after we gain that perspective or we clarify that perspective how we seek god's wisdom in trials and the third one is the title of the message joy in trials okay so before uh, i go we go into the uh, into studying this passage uh, a brief introduction on the author of the letter of james okay now james was the half brother of jesus christ and he was a leader in the church in jerusalem uh, we know from john 7:5 that jesus brothers never believed in him when he was on in his earthly ministry okay but there was a transformation in james being the brother of jesus christ even though he he was uh, jesus's own half brother and he played with him and grew up with him he didn't believe in him but we know there was a big transformation after the death and resurrection of jesus christ okay uh, apostle paul in first corinthians 15 6 and 7 gives a special mention to james he says that jesus appeared to the 500 and then to james and then to all the apostles so james had a personal encounter with the risen christ and through that personal encounter he became a transformed man and this transformed man here is addressing this letter in a very humble manner calling himself the servant of god and of the lord jesus christ and has a caring pastor for the jerusalem church he was addressing the people his brothers and sisters scattered all over the roman provinces in the first century church so this is a brief introduction about the letter of of james now coming to perspective now trials we know from the from the from the time of adam you know tri- trials has been there from the fall the sinful man in a fallen world what else can you expect trials suffering trouble for everybody every man is subjected to trial okay. so if you light a fire and uh, you know the when the flames the flames will always go upwards and 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 the sparks will fly upwards and just as you can be sure that the sparks fly upwards you can be sure that man will have troubles and trials and this is what job says in job 57 he says man is born to trouble just as surely as the sparks fly upwards okay so every man has his trials okay and there is no man without without any trials there is no man who can claim that i have no trials and every man therefore will have a perspective his own perspective of what is a trial so uh, many years back when i was you know very sick one of my friends who belongs to another faith he came to me 
and he said you have done something which you should not have done or you have done not done something which you should have done okay so that's a very nice way to tell a sick person a very sugar coated medicine to tell him that it's all your fault you are to blame for all this so that was his perspective that perspective came out of his faith okay so just like that, that christians should have a perspective and that perspective should be based on the bible okay so first before we go to understand we should understand that in the verse verses that we just read in god's wisdom is always focused on the outcome and just as we as we understood now the outcome is going to be positive it's going to be stronger it's going to be purer so god's wisdom is always focused on the outcome so if you are challenged with a trial you, you you need not ask man wisdom will ask why why did you let me have, go into this god why god will give you that wisdom to understand your position and you persevere you allow your faith to be tested come out as a perseverant person and then as i mentioned the fruits the maturity the completeness lacking in nothing they are the all the outcomes that god wants you to get out of these trials the third aspect is joy in trials so in verse 2 he says it consider it pure joy so the the greek word for pure again means whole okay complete total all joy okay now these two words don't go together trial and joy okay they don't go to together at all but we have had, we have understood but when we look at the outcome of a trial we know that it's finally going to result in joy because you are you are you are, your likeness is more like jesus now you have more endurance to face more trials so the outcome is definitely a joyous outcome the second uh, 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 important uh, point about joy in trials is that who is with you during the trials you we know that god is with us in trials so in our faith as believers we know that god is always with us with the trials he will never leave us or forsake us in that trial okay so many years back there was an atheist called frederick nietzsche so he ridiculed the christians and he said you worship a god on a cross and john start he remarked to that uh, that accusation and that condemnation that you worship you christians worship a god on a cross he said yes i worship a god on a cross because i don't want to worship a god who is immune to suffering meaning that a god who has never experienced suffering how will we understand my suffering as christians we have jesus jesus endured the sufferings to a, to an infinite degree compared to us jesus went through all the sufferings through all those temptations through all those trials and he emerged victorious he was sinless in his mouth there was no deceit in spite of all all those sufferings and trials so we have a god who has endured those sufferings who was personally uh, you know experienced those sufferings so what greater joy is there that god himself who is with you has endured those sufferings can you imagine how much god would have suffered when he when he saw jesus on the cross so we have a god who is with us 
who has also endured suffering. So what greater joy is there than that? Now, best example, a very good example of joy in trials is when we read about uh, Ephaphroditus. He traveled from Philippines, and he brought, uh, sorry, from the Philippian church and he brought gifts to Paul. And just when he uh, landed and, and gave those gifts, he fell uh, critically ill. Okay? And then Paul writes back to the Philippine uh, f- uh, church at Philippi and he says that Ephesus is very distressed. Not because of his illness, but he is distressed to know that you know about my illness, that the Philippine church knows about my illness. So can you see, in spite of his critical illness, he is not worried about his own illness. He is worried about people knowing about his illness and getting distressed. So that is called joy in trials. Okay, that is the kind of joy in trials that God wants us to show and exhibit. Okay. So we have understood now James is saying that the outcome is important, not the cause then James says that every trial presents an, op- an, 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 an opportunity for us to grow as Christians, grow in our maturity. As an application, first, let us learn to re-examine our attitude and our approach to trials. Okay. Firstly, we need to correct any wrong perspective, perspectives or unbiblical perspectives on trials. If we think that any of our trials is because of, a, of, of, of some curse, then we need to correct that. And we should always approach trials with joy. Joy knowing that the outcome is going to be glorious. Joy knowing that we have Christ himself with our trials. We have the wisdom of God in our trials. Now, Christian under trial has a peace and a joy like no other man can have. He has the risen Christ with him. So I'm going to leave you with the last words that Jesus spoke to his disciples. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome world. Anybody who can say that I have never faced trial or uh, Right now, I don't have trial. Um, Trial is part of our living. Uh, It's part of our faith. Uh, You know, unless we understand the right perspective on trials, we'll continue to struggle. Years ago, when I was doing a Bible study with a group of believers, you know, elderly parents came to me and they said that something has happened in their family. And somebody said it is generational curse. And all that they were doing from one country to another country, they went and they 
first thing they used to go to the bookshop and look for books which talks about breaking the power of the generational curses you know man always likes to do those things we want to achieve that's what's known as salvation by works and we believe that i can solve my problem uh but we need to realize we are human beings and we don't have wisdom that god has and we will face trials because we are living in a broken world broken dreams broken desires broken lives are part and parcel of christian life so only one who can restore our lives is lord jesus and what he did on the cross and that's why we have that even though i walk through the darkest valley i will fear no evil for you are with me these are not simple verses that we have memorized as a child but these are the life giving verses uh, you know if there are certain things that just gives life when you go through your difficulty i'm sure each one of us have a testimony to say that when i went through this journey what did you know this is the one verse that strengthened me you each one of us have when i went through my cancer journey this is a verse that has strengthened me even though i walked through the darkest valley i will fear no evil for you are with me uh, nothing good comes when you go and meet the doctor when you are in when they diagnose sickness like this you cannot hear any comforting words any words that gives you hope and only one who can give us hope is god and when you look to god uh, he gives us hope in the midst of trials and i didn't know what will be the outcome but i knew god will god knew the outcome and that's that's the strength it was not an easy journey uh, I, the problem with the struggle with christian life is you know god takes us through from one trial to another trial we think this is the last trial uh, 